All right, so on today's show, uh, I spoke with Dave, who's a retired fire department battalion chief. Uh, he's an author, he's a motivational speaker, a coach, a mentor. He runs his own leadership consulting firm and hosts his own podcast. And much of what you'll see from his book and his podcast and his, his leadership firm is that, is leadership. Um, so I knew we were going to talk about that today, but it was interesting, the perspective that Dave brought on that kind of this idea, these ideas of like, he framed it in service and adding value to others, which was kind of his main value. And, and this concept he calls selfish altruism. It's kind of the key tenets of leadership or some of them at least. And there was an authenticity too, I think, to how he thought about leadership and, and serving others and, and that. And it, it seemed to be because he he's actually worked through the process in life and kind of proved to himself that that's the right path for him at least. Um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't something that he was born with it wasn't something that he always had you know as he spoke about there was a time where his ego was much bigger he didn't really see the value of caring about other people or trying to improve them in any way it didn't seem beneficial to him um and and i I always find that there's something about people who have gone through the mud as i would call it to like figure things out it wasn't easy it was hard it wasn't natural but he kind of did the work to humble himself um to to learn more about himself and and to figure out that yeah this is what i should be doing right serving others bringing value to others that's what brings me the purpose and joy in life that makes their perspective or his perspective in this case on it really interesting um really interesting really authentic and it was cool because then then we did the fun work of, of asking the kind of deep philosophical questions of you know why why is it that that brings you so much purpose and joy why does it really matter which seems like a weird question but if you kind of zoom out to this grand scale of the universe why does it really matter about helping other people or, or doing something good for others um is it just because it makes us feel good and if that's the case well does that mean that if it doesn't make somebody feel good they don't they shouldn't do it they shouldn't care about other people it starts to get interesting when you start asking those questions um, so we asked a lot of those types of questions, talked a lot of philosophy, uh, and it was fun to get Dave's perspective on it. Big thanks to him for, for being on and kind of sharing his insights. And with that, let's get to it. All right, Dave, thanks so much for being on the show. Very, very much appreciated. Excited to talk to you. Um, I'll go right to it. What's the value that's most important to you? Uh, well, like we were talking before you hit record, I, I believe that there is a, a common thread throughout humankind's history uh, back when, when people just used to sit around a fire and, and think about, you know, what, what's our purpose. And even back then, and I, I think it's ingrained in our physiology that we're, we're meant to be in groups, you know, whether it's a small family unit or a, a larger tribe, community, what have you. And I, I talk a lot about leadership. And when you really get to the heart of leadership, you, you find that it's all about the success of the people that you're leading, mm. adding value to them. And when you look at you know, different philosophies, world religions, and, and just some of the things that, that history's greatest thinkers have, have sat down and, and really come up with this, where we're meant to 
strive to add value to ourselves so that we can better serve those around us, add value to those around us, um, those that we care about, that we love. And when you think about a, a small team and you might have a leader or, you know, each person might have their strengths and they're going to lead, but they're adding value to that team. Mm. And you have to really care about those people to effectively lead them, mm. I think. And, and so I think that is the one thing that I value most is that that sense of purpose being striving toward adding as much value to yourself so that you can add value to those around you. And it's not like willy nilly where you're just like adding value that you think is valuable, but getting to know the people around you, what, what do they need? Mm. And, and working really hard at developing those skills in yourself so that you can help them achieve their goals. Mm. All right, so maybe maybe I'll go philosophical right off the bat here and say, um, so in that in that <clears throat> you use the word you know what we're meant to do and kind of what we're designed to do and striving towards, which which kind of assumes there is an objective, there's an intention that we're working towards on a very kind of big picture philosophical level. What what do you think that is? What is it that gives you the sense like we're meant to be doing this to be helped? Like why? Like if you if you kind of follow the thread of why's, why? For you, do you feel like, yeah, that's clearly got to be it? Like, what's it, what's it rooted in? What's it grounded in? What gives you that confidence that this is what we're, we're meant to be doing? Well, we're all, we're all trying to be happy, right? Mm. We're all trying to find that sense of contentment. Like, I, I am complete. I've uh, achieved what I've been put here on this earth to do. Mm. And I, I think that that sense of happiness that is pure in its most basic form is when you can put a smile on somebody else's face or mm. um, you know, when, they, when they fall down and, and, or fail or something, you're there to help them up dust them off and and give them a pep talk or tell them you know this isn't it for you we still got work to do you know this this doesn't define you keep mm. keep going keep pushing and uh just really to elevate others i i think that when you can connect yourself to you know your contribution into somebody else's life leads to their success or their happiness, it's, I, I think, to me, uh, a really pure form of happiness. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that you can find joy in, you know, and I, I like to think about it as, you know, in terms of me and my daughter. Mm -hmm. I, I've never been happier than when I can put a smile on her face, you know? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I, I, so I have a son on some levels, I get that completely. I think many people will, but in the spirit of this show, I like to, because I, I like to make these things real. What, 
talk about that a little bit. Like what, what is it that you think makes you so happy about putting the smile on her face? How do you know that, okay, that's, that's it. That's what this world's about seeing her smile. Like just talk a little bit about that, that sensation and what, what goes through your head when that happens. You know, I don't, I think it takes uh, some, some self-awareness and, and maybe taking a little bit of time to reflect on those moments mm. because in, in the moment you're just there and mm. uh, you know, maybe a, a sense of pride. I, I don't know, pride, joy, just that, um, that sense that you've added value to something that's going to, I don't know, outlive you, mm. Mm. you know? I do. I know, I, I know very much what you're saying. And I, and I think I agree with it. I'm curious you're taking this because when I kind of follow this thread where I struggle sometimes is like that sense of purpose that, that, as you said it before, like to achieve the things you felt you were put on this earth to do. What I struggle with, what I wonder is, is, is there really a true purpose for us or, or have we created it, right? We, we've, we've evolved, our consciousness has evolved. We've become so sophisticated in our thinking that we've created this idea that, well, we're here. There must be a reason for it. There must be something we're trying to do. And, and that's very logical and makes sense. But, you know, you've, I'm sure you've also heard in, in reading some philosophy and different things. Some people would say it's that struggle. It's that striving. It's that expectation for I need to achieve this, or I need to do this, or this is my purpose that causes a lot of the pain and suffering in the world for ourselves individually and, and kind of manifests out. And I debate that sometimes because in some ways it's so real, exactly what you said. When, when I do something for my son or I feel like I've helped him in some way or, or exactly that process you laid out, there's something in me that feels like this is right. This I, I can't put words to it, but it's just right. But at a more like abstract kind of conceptual level, I think about it and I'm like, well, if I can't put words to it, if I don't know that our actual purpose is something that was designed for us, how can I have such faith and confidence in it? And I'm just curious if you ever grapple with that, how you, how you think about it. Well, when, when I think about that kind of thing, I, I try and, and take out any thought of like a grand design by some creator, you know, um, because I don't, I don't think that anybody can definitively say that we were created or that, you know, some atoms collided and mm -hmm. caused this huge explosion that over billions of years, life just happened to happen on, on this planet and everything aligned to have you and I having this conversation, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I feel like man, humankind has a way of distorting things and, and using uh, ignorance to benefit themselves. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I just go by 
how we are physiologically, you know, how our, our brains work, how, you know, the chemicals are released, what drives us and, and the, the, the sense of safety, the sense of community that we all kind of gravitate towards unless we're a sociopath or something, you know? Um, I, I do think that throughout history there, and this is something that I've thought about, well, what about the hermits? What about the, mm. the monks that go off and live in isolation and don't talk to anybody? Um, they're driven towards becoming part of something bigger. If they're mm -hmm. like a, a monk or something where they're, they're trying to reach enlightenment, but they're trying to reach enlightenment to be able to share that mm -hmm. with the world. And so I think that there's this, there's still this drive to be able to add value to, to the world or to those around us. And if we don't have children, if, you know, we um, don't have the ability or choose not to have children, or I, I just think that there is still a drive to add value to the people that we work with, that we live near to, you know, our community. There's, I, I think this, um, something, this, maybe a, a legacy that we, mm. they, we don't want our life to be for nothing. So. Can I ask on that, Dave? Cause I, I, I love the thread you're on and this might sound like a bizarre question, but, but why, why don't we want our life to be about nothing and mean nothing? Like what's the, what's the consequence of that? That's like, we can't, we can't have that in some ways that's obvious, but I wonder if we go deeper, like what's the real reason why? <clears throat> if and and really this i think goes back to something that you said just a couple of minutes ago is that if we are here for no reason at all then what's the point in anything yeah and i i life is tough and if you if you're pushing yourself and you're struggling and you experience failure and and heartache and pain and whatever i think that we're wired to need to have purpose and meaning for that struggle we can't, we can't make it through life if there's not, because th there's going to be pain, there's going to be suffering by and large, right? Obviously it's a different, it's a different spec, you know, it's a spectrum for people. But if, if, if there's not purpose behind that, then we couldn't continue on is kind of the view of it, which I, I kind of, I, I get that. It's, it's an interesting view of it because I get that. It, it, it begs the question, at least for me, like, are we okay with that? And by that, I mean, like, 
are we okay? Because some people would say this is religion, right? The reason religion came about, and I don't mean to say it's not real or it is, I'm just saying there's an argument to be made that some people would say it's functional, right? It's not that there actually is a person in the sky who created all this and all the stories are necessarily true, but very much in the vein of what you're saying, we need those stories to feel like we can make it through this life and there's meaning in the suffering and all that. Are we okay with that? Or would we be better off, it almost is kind of like the matrix a little bit, would we be better off knowing the truth and saying, none of this means anything, there's going to be suffering and it's random and it's meaningless and just deal with that and, and live with it. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Would we be better off in one or the other? Does the truth, should the truth always win out if the truth is that it is meaningless? I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I think that, you know, again, going back to before you hit record, existentialism mm -hmm. and uh, that you can find roots of that in, in stoic thought, mm. uh, stoicism, and and then later, uh, I don't know if you, you've you read uh, A Man's Search for Meaning by mm. Viktor Frankl, mm -hmm. it, a story of incredible suffering, mm. and then to later say, well, you know, it's up to each one of us mm. to... Uh, find meaning and find our own purpose and when i say add value to those around us you can do that in so many different ways you find your strengths and what brings you joy mm. and do that in order to add value to others because it's your i think your example how you live your life every little bit does something it can benefit somebody in some way and going back to stoicism marcus aurelius one of the things that i thought was a pretty good little uh analogy was what's good for the hive is good for the bee what's good for the bee is good for the hive you know and when we're striving to add value to the community around us, we're adding value to ourselves. And we're, we're making our world just a little bit better. And, and we get to experience the fruits of that. How do you and, think about that? And take this wherever you want to go in terms of, you know, personal beliefs, political beliefs, whatever. But how do you think about that in terms of today, right? Our country today in America, because sometimes I think there's a lot of people out there who think, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm adding value. I'm figuring out what matters to me and what I'm good at, and I'm going to bring value to the country. But then it starts to run into conflict with other people, right? And there's some people acting in good faith. There's probably some people acting in bad faith, arguably. But when it starts to run into conflict, when it starts to think like, okay, this is what I think my purpose is and my path is, but maybe it causes other people pain or suffering in some form, or at least it's not agreed upon universally. How does that start to play out? Because that's where it starts to get messy, I think, where you could think you're doing it all the right way, but now you see this conflict and you're like, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm trying to do what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And, and therein, if, if you... Because you can you can collapse this or expand it as you wish, but I do believe that it's applicable, and and I I, I use this term selfish altruism, mm. where you 
work really hard at adding value to yourself so that you can add value to those around you. Your example is one that they see that you're getting better and you're working really hard to, to help them achieve success. They work really hard at adding value to the team. And if everybody works that way and works really hard at adding value to those around them, everyone benefits and it it's has this and i i hate using the word synergistic but it you know it, it has that effect where the the sum of effort put into it creates something so much bigger and to be able to add value to you know, help somebody achieve their version of success, mm. you have to know them. You have to communicate with them. And uh, again, to steal another stoic quote, I, I want to say it was Epictetus that said, you have two ears and one mouth. Mm. You should be listening twice as much as you're talking. And that's how you get to know somebody mm. what what you're doing at, you know asking people questions getting to know what drives them getting to know what they value and maybe helping somebody else along the way you know grasp a hold of okay yeah that makes sense mm. you know uh, you're adding value to those that are listening to your show. What is it? So, so for you, you've had, you've had a life of service, at least given what I could tell in some of your work and your books, right? Military fire fighter for, for a long time now, kind of a leadership coach. You, so you've kind of, it seems like you've, you felt when you thought about this, like exactly like you're articulating this conversation. It's about service. It's about helping others. It's about being a leader and, and developing and bringing value. What, what led you to that realization earlier in life? Is it, is it this conversation? Is it these same thoughts that were kind of, or is it just a natural feeling for you? Because I, I wonder, the reason I asked that question is, I wonder if for some people they think about it and they're like, I don't get any pleasure from bringing value to anybody. Like, I just like doing me and doing whatever I do. And that's where the pleasure is for me. That's what feels good. And it would be doing me a disservice if I went out and tried to worry about somebody else. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm just curious how you think about that, given your life, where it seems to be very much built on service. Have you grappled with that yourself? How do you kind of balance well, that I, on a day-by-day -day basis? Well, I got to where I'm at by making a lot of mistakes. Mm. Um, I failed as a leader over and over and over again. I can tell you that I had a huge ego. Mm. It was all about me. And if people didn't deliver what I asked them to do, how I asked them to do it, I had an issue with that mm. because it made me look bad mm. rather than me working really hard at getting them to a, a level that was something that they could be proud of. Mm. You know, nobody wants to show up to work and, and fail they want to be successful and if and if you're willing to take the time and develop somebody they will 
overachieve. They will work their ass off for you if you genuinely care about them. And then the, the success that you experience is far greater than anything that you can achieve by just driving for personal gain. So it's that selfish altruism a little bit. If you, if you actually do put them first, how did you realize that? Because I think for a lot of people, myself included, and it's probably still a battle we all go through. I don't think you ever reach a finish line. When you were in that place where it's about you, it was your ego. I assume at that time you were doing it because it made sense. And you feel like, no, 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 I'm approaching this the right way. What allowed you to change that perspective and see like, no, there's a better way. To, was it just by accident? Like you did it and you saw the benefit or was it more thoughtful than that? Well, I, I ended up in a position where the people I was leading all had more experience and, and tactical knowledge than me. And I really was like, man, why in the world would they follow me? Because up until that point, I felt like I had more knowledge than everybody else that I was leading. And now I'm in a position where they're, they all have more time on the job than me. They're, you know, my, my driver had spent her entire career in special operations and was just a badass. And you can't come into a situation like that with an ego and succeed. They're going to, they're going to hang you out to dry. <laughs> you know, if, if you don't, if you don't genuinely care about their success and put their success ahead of yours and, and really show them that you're trying to be a good leader and, and trying to be what they need. I mean, why would they follow you? You know? And, and, and so I reached out to a friend of mine who had had a little bit of time on me um, in the fire service, uh, very well-respected individual in, in a very large fire department. And, uh, and I would just bounce things off of him. And he, he told me I needed to read a couple of leadership books. And it was that, that idea of getting to know your people, getting to know what value they brought to the team, lift them up and also find out what it is that's important to them. What do they want to achieve you know that they haven't yet achieved and how can you help them achieve that mm. and when i when i started doing that and i realized how much stuff i didn't know mm. and i and i wanted to know and so it it made me better in my position in my role but it also showed them that I really cared about them because I was working really hard to learn the stuff that they didn't know so I could show them. And were you and enjoying it, it? Was that a process that you enjoyed or was it, was it work? Was it like, shit, I, don't, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I recognize I have to because I'm trying to get to a better outcome. No, because, and, and this was, 
and mind you, I think a really big change in me came after my daughter was born, mm. um, where I, I saw things in a much uh, more unselfish light. Like there was, there was more to giving than just giving, you know, it, it, um, being able to help somebody develop personally and professionally not only helps them, but helps me, you know, because I'm growing as well. And when everybody's growing and I mean, it, it builds this incredible sense of team family. Um, even if you don't get along with some of those people, you know, cause I had a couple of guys that I, I mean, they really rubbed me the wrong way. Their personalities didn't jive with mine, but they were a part of the team and they were a valuable part of that team. I needed to work with them and, and figure out how best I fit in to, into that whole dynamic. And, um, and, and so no, it, it, I don't think that I thought of it as work as much as uh, I think it gave more purpose to the work. Which, which with that, and I say this positive, like it, that brought happiness, that brought pleasure because with that purpose, it was like, Hey, now there's, there's something to this. It's yeah. so interesting because it, to me, it's such a microcosm of what we were talking about before, because as you're saying it, I say this often on the show, like I, I could feel it. I, I, there's a, there's a feeling that comes with, I can kind of empathize with it of those moments where you are, you're getting to know somebody, you're doing it the right way. You're helping to build value for them. You're improving everything for the team. Every, everything's good on paper. That all is good. But then at the same time, I zoom out and I look at it and I say, but, but why does that matter? Like in the grand scheme of things, why does it matter that your team is now better? Why does it matter that you understand the people on the team better? And, and, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter because I think it does, as much as I'm saying, I could feel the goodness in that, but I just can't articulate why, right? Other than maybe just, is it as simple as to your point of selfish altruism? Um, like it makes you feel good. And it makes you feel good that you're helping other people. And that's, it's just as simple as that. If it makes me feel good, I, I don't need to think about it any bit beyond that. Like, how, how, is that a good enough answer for you? Do you feel like there's, there's deeper to it? Well, I, I think that's what we're all chasing is that, that sense of happiness. I mean, that's how we want to experience happiness, joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so much better than feeling sad or angry, you know, I yep. mean, that's, and you know we we can find it in a lot of different ways but some of those ways are self-destructive mm -hmm. you know it's it's short-lived well most all happiness is short-lived you know you you experience it and then if if you don't continue to have purpose I, and you achieve that purpose, meaning whatever it, it so part of it is the journey, I think. Hmm. Without struggle, there is no achievement, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and 
and with achievement comes that sense of satisfaction and mm -hmm. and it's and i think yeah and i and i and i and i think that when you put others ahead of yourself it's not that self-destructive type of dopamine fix mm. it's um you know something that not only enriches your life but it enriches their life as well and, that's interesting and, it's, it's almost like it's a bit of a safeguard like if, if you're if you're seeking purpose or happiness just solely for yourself you're not thinking about anybody else it's possible to get there probably and, and do it in a good way but there's so much more risk that it's self-destructive as you said because there's nothing checking it and 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 i, and I think this too like that happiness is so intoxicating. That feeling is so intoxicating that you'll be willing to do a lot of things to get to that, as we see, right? There's a lot of people that have a lot of different issues. We all do. But I think what you're saying is, which is interesting, is like if, if you base it on other people as well, you, it's about what you do for other people, that almost provides like a built-in safeguard or check that says it's going to be hard for you to be really self-destructive if you're worried about other people and you're doing it based on them. That's, I, I haven't thought of it that way before, but that's an interesting kind of very logical reason as to why it's good to put other people first. It's an interesting, it's an interesting take on it. And, and I think you can find aspects of that in you know, all the many different religions, mm -hmm. philosophies, there, there is that, uh, I mean, in ethics, you know, there's the, the universal truths of, you know, you want to do good for as many as possible and, and avoid harming as many as possible, you know, mm -hmm. like, because they're there, you can be faced with ethical dilemmas, even when you're trying to do good. Mm. Um, but I, I, And that's probably maybe what you were uh, alluding to, you know, with, with how things are today where, you know, maybe my views on something conflict with the views on, and just, I, I don't really want to go down this road, but yeah. it, it's a good example of, you know, people that are pro-life and mm -hmm. pro-choice yep. where you know, pro-life, they feel like, you know, abortion is murder. And then on pro-choice, it's, you know, the woman's body and uh, the woman should be able to, to make that choice for herself and, and the health of, of her body. So, you know, there's those two things and there is that conflict. Mm -hmm. I mean, there could be an approach that both sides could take that didn't uh, negatively affect the other. It could be a positive outcome all the way around if their focus was to add value and not become militant about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's right. I think 
I think that, so to me, certainty is kind of a, a dirty word because, and it's, it's very much in the spirit of what you're saying. As soon as you become certain that like my view, my way of looking at it is absolutely right. This is absolutely what has to be done. You may be right, possibly, but I, I would argue we never know for sure. And if you extend the time horizon long enough, like who's to say what's a good decision versus a bad decision. Um, so, so the answer is don't have certainty. And, and I think that's what you're getting at. If, if, you, if you step back from that certainty, if you step back from 100%, even to 95%, that little bit of room allows you maybe to find some common ground. So I, I think that's right. But I also think that the example is such a good one because it, it, it gets back to the theme throughout this conversation, I think. It's like on paper, the idea of doing for others, figuring out what you value, bringing value to the world, it, it, has, it feels like it has to be the right answer. But then you look at these instances where you get into the complexity and the nuance of life. And it's like that framework doesn't seem to apply because exactly what you're saying, both sides there, you could see them saying, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to bring value and help the world and make the legacy be better. And that's what makes me wonder if like, we've almost gotten too smart for our own good in that we, we understand and believe it should be about other people and helping people. But in very realistic, practical terms, when, when, it, when it gets real, that just doesn't work. It causes conflict. And maybe that's the reason for all the conflict we've ever seen. Now, there's no answer in that. Like, does that, I don't know, is that like a gloom and doom approach? Like, we're just doomed to this. This is just what life is, is just constant conflict because there is no actual playbook that says this is the right answer. This is what you do. And that's where I struggle from a philosophical perspective. I, I don't know where to go. It, like, I still have this sensation of like, it doesn't mean give it all up and just nothing matters. That can't be right. But again, at the same time, I can't make an argument for why it's not right. It's funny uh, that you you made a comment. What was it that you said? It was uh, you you can't know for sure, right? If if this is good and that's bad, and it reminded me of the, it's like a parable or something, uh, Dallas parable, the the farmer, yeah, and his, with his son, like he yeah. breaks, his, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Could be, good news, say, could be good news. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that's the challenge, right? Because back to where we start this episode, right? What's the value? I, I asked that question, as I said to you before the show, because I think in its purest form, and I've heard you talk about this too, like when you really think about what you value, why that's so important is because it drives everything you do. Like you may not admit what you value. You may not even realize what you value, but to me, everything we do is a mathematical calculation, right? You being on this show, you ran some calculations. I could do something else with this time, but I want to be on You ran a pros cons, right? So those values become almost like the mathematical structure that drives everything we do. Um, and if there isn't actually a true good and bad, if there isn't a way to actually value these things effectively, it starts to ask the question of like, well, then why am I bothering thinking about it at all? Like, I'll never know the right answer. I'll never know the wrong answer. Could be good news, could be bad news. It gets to where you're going with the philosophy before of like, well, yeah, then none of it matters. But as I think you do, there's this compulsion in, in many of us, I think, that says, like, I get all that, but I still feel like I need to help that person. It still feels like the right thing for me to do is to make my daughter smile or to help her better off. And that's one of those questions that I don't know that we'll ever have the answer to. And maybe that's the beauty of life, like never knowing that juxtaposition between the two. But Well, I, I think that the that parable about, you know, who's to say if it's good or if it's bad until you actually play everything out mm. to the end mm. you know i mean and and again that goes back before you know the existentialist movement but it 
is essentially existentialism, you know, mm-hmm. you know, our, our true essence isn't realized until we take our last breath. Oh, yeah. And I mean, who I am now is different than the me that was walking around yesterday. You know, this conversation has really helped me dig a little deeper and made me kind of think about things in a way that maybe has connected some things because I don't know that I actually had thought about it in the sense of it being my, like, what is most valuable to me. Hmm. Um, but when you get down to the core, that is, it. you know, what it's what drives me, why I, why I have my podcast, why, mm-hmm. I, you know, and yeah. When we screw up, what what drives us to even get up and dust ourselves off? You know, it's like that drive to that mistake is not going to define me. Right. Something, you know, that experience has has got value in in some way. Maybe it's just to show me you know, that I can push through adversity. Mm. Maybe it's preparing me for something even more difficult down the road. Mm. You know, yeah, I, did, did, I don't want to, I don't want to think about that, but. Well, right. <laughs> well, and we've, I've talked about this on the show before too, with some folks, the, the, the value of optimism in that and how you're saying it is right to the heart of it. Could be bad, could be good. We don't know till the end. For a lot of people, and, and I'm trying to get to this, I think there's value in it, but it's not natural for me having that optimistic view, even if it's not true, even if it's always like, okay, this is because it's going to prepare me for something else. So there's going to be something better that comes or whatever it is. It would only seem logical. It would only seem to serve you to have that viewpoint, right? Very much in the spirit of everything we're saying. We have this sense. We want to feel good. We want to feel happy. We want to do good. We're not really sure why. We don't know if what the decisions we make are going to ultimately be good or bad till the end of our days, if at all. But staying optimistic and believing like I can be happy. I can make the world better. Like that seems to maybe give you a little bit of agency or control over it because we, we can't control what happens to us we can't control what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day but that mindset of positivity seems like something we can control I, I i don't think it's natural for everybody to have that optimism but maybe victor frankel being a good example of, of finding the positive in that is is maybe that's the answer maybe that's the best we can do with it I'm curious, David, as we're coming towards the end, I, I wanted to ask this. I want to make sure before we run out of time, because I think it's interesting what you're saying about until we take our last breath, we, we can't know. I'll ask the impossible, unfair question, but if, you know, whatever it is, 50, 60 years from now, when, when you're there, then you don't know. But as you sit here today, how do you think you'll assess it? Is it, is it the most people you impacted and helped? Like, what do you think will be your assessment to say, okay, it's, it's, it's just about done now. I want to look at it and see, was it good or was it bad? How are you going to determine that for, for you? I, I think that it's going to boil down to the people that are closest to me mm. at that time mm. of my life and how much value I added to that. Mm. And maybe part of that value 
comes from them seeing how I helped other people throughout my life. I, I just, I, I firmly believe that if I take the approach that if I'm working towards adding value to, to those around me and whatever connection, you know, if, if I spend time with somebody, if I can impact them in a positive way and I never see them again, that's so much better than if I was a complete asshole to them, you know? And that's, and that's true. I mean, I'm going to ask this question, which sounds like a stupid question again, but is that true? Like, when you think about the days when you were younger, when it was more ego driven and you were just out for you and doing your things, when you think about your happiness, pleasure, joy, whatever, you can say with confidence today, like this approach is, I'm much happier when I do it this way than when I did it that way. Because I think for some people listening and maybe myself, there's always that pull of like, well, maybe, maybe I would be happier if I just totally was selfish and just did it all my way. You feel like through your experience, like, no, I get it. I get the appeal of that. There's some positive, but no, it's not net better off. I, I mean, I made a lot of money you know, being, you know, being selfish mm. and, and really focusing on my personal gains, but it, it was never fulfilling to me, you know, that feeling you got when you see your daughter smile, that you made her smile, that level of feeling, you never had that. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I, it was just, you know, it was money that I used to buy shit that I didn't need, you know? Mm. And when, and, and I think a lot of our conversation, uh, I feel like you've got uh, a, a solid foundation in, in Stoic philosophy, mm. but, and there's that, That, that realization when when we realize that we don't have control over so many aspects of our life really the only thing that we have control over is how we respond to the things that go on around us and our perspective that we form ourselves you know how are we going to view this event it's up to us mm. and we can be doom and gloom and be miserable or we can say, yeah, you know, I, I wanted it to turn out this way. It didn't. I, I'm no better or worse for being right where I'm at right now. And that's okay. Mm. Goes back to it. Could be good. Could be bad. Right. It's that mindset of it. Truly. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to end it too, Dave. And I'll say, I think there's times where I do the show and I have these conversations and it feels like we come out with more questions than answers. And I think that's okay though. I think there's something good in that. And I think just acknowledging that fact of could be good, could be bad. Not, not sure. Let me think about this. Let me kind of figure it out. When you, I, I think there's something to, matching that with the intuition, the gut feel, the physiology, as you said, balancing between those two and trying to kind of keep good perspective, but also not losing that sense of like, hey, there's things that make me feel good in life. 
And if I'm thoughtful about it, I shouldn't apologize for that. I should feel confident and good to go after those things. There seems to be somewhat of a sweet spot there. And I think this conversation, again, there's no blueprint. There's nothing. I wish we could. I wish we could end this conversation by saying, hey, everybody listening, here's what it is. Dave's going to tell you, here's the answer. You'll be happy. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have that. But the closest we can get is having these conversations, I think, and asking the questions. So I appreciate you a ton for, for being on and going through it. Yeah, and, and I think that's the most important thing. I mean, you asked it uh, a bunch of times and we all need to continue to ask that question. Why? Mm. You know, if when we think we got it all figured out, we need to ask ourselves why, why do I believe this? And does it still make sense? And, uh, and then be okay with the fact that you may not get to a great answer. You may not know. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It just gets back to that certainty. It doesn't mean you're right. So just keep that, keep that questioning there. It feels like there's something beneficial to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I want to leave the listeners with, yeah. with this one thing. This is one thing that I, I think is valuable. We, we need to remember this. Uh, you know, when we're when we're going through life and and we make mistakes, we fall on our face. I think for a lot of people, it applies to me so much. I have been so hard on myself for the mistakes I've made in my life. And if we can just give ourselves some grace and know that whatever mistakes we've made, sometime in the future, maybe we'll be able to use that experience to help somebody else up off the ground. Mm. Mm. I think it's an awesome way to end it. I think it's an awesome way to end it and to, to keep that yeah, the mindset. It's that mindset. That's nothing more to say to that. I think it's a, that's an awesome way to end it. Cause I think there's a lot of, it's hard, it's hard to do it, but I think trying to striving towards that is, is a big step, big step. Dave appreciate it a ton. Thanks. Thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for kicking around some philosophical <laughs> concepts with me. Um, yeah. Definitely made me think made me appreciate some things. So thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I I knew it was going to be a good one. (laughs) I appreciate it.